want to skip the flattery and the attaboys because I do know this. The sooner that we become less impressed with our life, with our accomplishments, with our career, with whatever that prospect is in front of us, the sooner we become less impressed and more involved with that and these things, the sooner we get a whole lot better at doing them. So, I'm going to talk to you about some things that I've learned in my journey, most from experience, some of them I heard in passing, many of them I'm still practicing, but all of them I do believe are true. Now, they may be truths to me, but don't think that that makes them mine, because you cannot own a truth. So please think of these as signposts, approaches, paradigms, that give some science the satisfaction. They're yours to steal, they're yours to share, like into your own lives, to personally apply in your own lives, in your own way, should you choose to. All right, so that main intro, which everybody just heard, um, there. This is well, I had to, I had already brought this video last time we had Brian on, which was it was only three weeks ago, so it was right before Christmas time. <laughs> and even then, it's like it's crazy uh, that Christmas is already like three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude. Well, honestly, initially, because it took me a little while to kind of figure out what am I gonna do today. Because last week I did, I kept it real short. It was just me and myself. Um, I was like, man, like. It, it's not I, cause I don't want to call it a funk but it's just been a weird spot like the beginning of 2018 has felt kind of weird to me I guess sometimes we just have like plateaus yeah and they're not necessarily funks it's just a little it's just not not as fast as growth or fast paced as as before yeah maybe, maybe that and you know one thing that even Gonzo brought up uh, I practice I think oh we went to Conroe went to Conroe last week the six, I believe, we played in Conroe, and he was like, he's like, how about we never take a month off again? Because, <laughs> remember, that's what I, that was kind of my goal. Now, and, and when, when he said that, I was like, man, I, I completely agree, because I took my own, like, aside from the music, like, I took my own month off, my own sabbatical, you know, yeah. 31 days of, like, just chill. And now it's kind of, like, carrying over to January, where I was like, no, I this, this is not... Okay, in my head, this is not what's supposed to be going on. And, of course, like, good thing is that leading up to Conroe, I got finally went back to jiu-jitsu. I had taken, you know, even that, like, just because we went to Nashville and all this stuff, um, even I took a little break from that just because I wasn't, I, was, I wasn't really in town. You know, trying to leave one job and then go to Nashville and come back. It's like it's Christmas time. It's like, okay, and then, you know, have Luis with me and stuff. It's like, you know, there's stuff that I got to get done. Point is that, you know, for me, at least the beginning, I, I said this last week, too. I'm like, I don't want to call, like, nothing's bad happening. It's just a weird area to be a word space yeah that I, maybe maybe it's i'm not used to it too it's the fact of like going you know 11 months straight of just work including like you know trying to keep the podcast as consistent as possible mm-hmm. and then to say hey you know what month off no nothing to do nothing to schedule for 31 days and now it's like okay maybe that's not the best idea and one thing i brought up last week in the short little excerpt was like maybe i should just plan it out better i was gonna say maybe it's not so much that you took the time off but that Maybe you didn't plan like the 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 coming back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and uh, and so that so that's what that, that that's what that is. And then uh, so leading up to today, I was like, man, like, what are, what are we gonna talk about? Because honestly, before I found before I went back to reference back to this video, um, I was like, man, I at the moment I felt like, 
man, I have no, I have nothing. Like I have nothing to talk about. And then I was watching another video, uh, David Goggins, who's a, uh, I believe, a retired Navy SEAL. He's like an extreme sportist. Uh, he's done all this stuff, and you can look him up. He's come out on several, like Impact Theory and like some of these other shows that I've talked about on YouTube shows that I've talked about. But one thing he talks about is, you know, essentially, this is these are my words, not his, but essentially beating your own brain to get the tasks done. Because one thing that Gary Vee brings up is like, oh, focus on your strengths, focus on your strengths, focus on your strengths. And one thing that David Goggins brings up is like, well, you should probably at least mitigate your weaknesses too. And he's like, and he's and in general, he says like, you know, if, if things are cluttered up, he's like, start with making your bed every day. And that's that's kind of a reoccurring theme is making your bed, you know, and and then from there, clean up your room, and then and then you know, you build from there. Cause it, yeah, cause it, that's that's what it is. It's starting somewhere, starting starting small, starting at like right. the easy stuff that that will kind of give you the confidence and courage to build up to bigger things. Right, right. And so so with all the, with all that, I don't want to deviate too much. Cause I, I want to get into like the, the point because we're we're only gonna do maybe half. There's there's a couple that I really want to dive into. Of these thirteen truths that Matthew McConaughey talks about. It's one specific talking where he talks about success, but uh, I was like, man, I, I couldn't think of anything. I'm like, and then my point was listening to David Goggins. I'm like, you know what? I've already talked. About, I've already brought up Matthew McConaughey. Why don't I? Why don't I use that video and make it useful? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like for December, I had a lot of general conversations because I had some new people on the podcast. You know, you know Nashville and this and that, and uh, still trying to get Danny on here. I tried last week. It wasn't able to work out. Like he's like, he's like, sorry, I'm not able to do it. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, maybe next week, which was this week. Now we're here. It's like, well, it's late. I'm like, no, that's not gonna work. So it's like, you know, the ne- the negativity of not accomplishing that initial uh, goal. To then, hey, you know what? I brought up Matthew McConaughey. I brought up this video in particular. Let me just be okay with diving into this and making it the best we can do. Because regardless, like I, I've talked like what I talked about it briefly before was like it's a good video. Like it's 40 minutes long. And right now, I mean, right now we're already, you know, a few a few minutes in. So um, I, my goal, at least, is just to get through at least half of them, the first seven, and then really dive into uh, his uh, his little talk on success. So, of course, the little intro he talks about, you know, the main thing that I correlate with, with is where he says, these are my truths that you can use, you can kind of move, maneuver, you can kind of use them however you want. You don't have to say, oh, I must do this. Because I know Jocko's kind of like that. He's like, well, yeah. just do this. We want you want to get he's better. He's more like rigid. Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah, exactly. He's more rigid, and Matthew McConaughey's more my style. Where it's like I I take Jocko's things and I then try to find my way to use them for myself. You know where right, you adapt them. To. Right, adapt them to my lifestyle. And I feel like I at least I feel like a lot of people that we know, or maybe see in our in our daily lives, um, they see. We talked about this last time you we were here, uh, where you know the the t- five steps to do this. And they feel like they have to do it like that. And if they fail, then it's a whole negative like trip on it's their own like, mind. Yeah, at the same time, that kind of causes like an all-or-nothing mentality where it's like, well, I can't follow one or two or three of these steps, so I'm just not going to get there at all. Right. And, and then, and that's a whole mental negative feedback loop that I get into myself. It's like, oh, it's so negative. It's just, it's just overwhelming. And, it's like, and for me, it's, it's so concrete of me realizing how negative it is that, you know, trying to bat- – I think that's probably my, my main thing that I want to battle this year is – battling that negative talk because even david i mean i'll probably go into that david goggins video another day mm-hmm. but uh he talks about negative talk like you need to beat you need to 
That, and that's where you start with a small thing. You start making your bed. You start cleaning your room. And even then, dude, I think I spent the past six months trying to keep this cl- this room moderately clean. And honestly, what's helped is you guys coming over for the podcast. <laughs> like, that's just the truth. Like, where yeah. it's like, okay, the guys are coming over. It needs to be walked. Like, if you'd have been here this morning, I had my amps out. I had my guitars out because we're working up a new set of new set of songs. So, and we're talking we're talking like forty five song forty five new songs that we're working up. So, so, so it's like, and, and it's very cool. Like, it's like it's no big deal. And it's it's one of those like. Boom, we're, we got the list. We're talking about it, talking about it on a daily basis. And basically, while we have the Sunny Sweeney thing coming up on the 19th, um, we're getting ready for this next big project that we're starting now. You know, it's January. This project is for March. And that's basically basically all I can say about it. And so, so you know, my room was a clutter. You know, this morning it's like, okay, we're going to – and then when you said when you agreed to doing the podcast – and it, mind you, it's late and it's like later than normal. But you said you had said that you kind of been sleeping later, so yeah, hopefully yeah. it'll work in our favor to do this right now. We're gonna go lift some weights, and then we'll be about our, you know our evening. Um, but anyway, let, let's dive let's dive right into it. So the first one he brings up is uh, life's not easy, life's not fair. Don't fall into an entitlement trap, being the victim. Don't 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 be a victim because you're not. That's one. That's the first thing he brings up. And uh, for me, that one. I think that's kind of a reoccurring theme for us, especially the entitled millennials, which was basically the whole reason why I created the podcast. Like, well, no, I don't think we're entitled as people think we are. Yeah. Or or maybe we are something that comes off as entitled, but right. it's really, it's maybe just kind of like, I know what I want and it's not what the last 20, 30 years of people have Sh- wanted. Has shown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the better. That's probably the better way to uh, say it. Because even I've I brought this up where on the book C.S. Lewis of Four Loves, in the introduction before even chapter one, he talks about how important language is. And mind you, this book was written. You know, this is it's been a few years since that book has been written, and he talks about how how important language is. And you saying it like that, it actually sounds better than oh these entitled kids. Yeah, because because I I can see how maybe as millennials we we say well no that's not what I want. I want this and this and this out of my life, out of my career, out of my, my, you know, relationships. And, and people may take it as like, oh, well, you think you deserve this or you, you're demanding this. No, it's just, I, I know what I want and I, I don't kind I don't want to waste my time, right. my life away <laughs> doing something I don't want. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. Cause I mean, for the, for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part, when I talk to an older person, I'm older. I'm talking about 45 and older, um, and and I, I, we talk about like things like this, and and some of them get it, and some it's it's just a whole different. Gener- it's a generational thing, you know. Where it's, and that that's part of the macro thing that fascinates me, is that it's like, man, this is what it is. And the reason why I bring that up is uh, the second truth that that Matthew McConaughey brings up is a uh, the term unbelievable. He says he says it's the stupidest word in the dictionary. And the reason why it's the stupidest word in the dictionary is because he's like, no, essentially, these are my words, not his, but in summation, it's like, people will say things are unbelievable. It's like, no, this is life, good or bad. Like, like, like where the outcome is good or bad, when you say, oh, that's unbelievable, or I can't believe I accomplished this. Right, right. You know, that that's one of the truths he brings up. And and, and it's funny because the way he says it, like, you know, the stupidest word in the dictionary is like, man, that, like, okay, it's kind of, it's kind of heavy. It is heavy, <laughs> right? Right. Okay. So, so it's not just me. Like I feel like, man, like it's kind of harsh, but, uh, but that's that. So that's number two. Unbelievable that we shouldn't use that word. But it it makes sense. It's like it's not unbelievable because it's it's actually happening, and you know this is life. There is no, 
you know, there's no smoke and mirrors. Like, this is it. So believe it. Yeah. Basically. Right. No, yeah. That, and that's essentially what he says. Like, no, like, guys, like, people, like, student. Because, mind you, this is a, what's it, what you, you got the word last time. Oh, the commencement a, speech. speech. Yeah, for, for some university. And uh, he's like, no, like, this is life. This is what you're experiencing. This is where you're at in life. And, you know, you can move on from it, learn from it, whether it's positive or negative. You can learn from it either which way. And then keep going because you know life. I think I think he says life is full of unbelievable things. Like it just it's just ex, ex, it's accepting them. And I think maybe one thing he wanted to say if he didn't say, if he didn't say it on the video. Of course, I'll have the video attached to the show notes. But essentially, you know, it being unbelievable. But it's like this is the reality. That's even one of the things I brought up in like the second or third episode of this podcast, where uh, I had read somebody post on Facebook about you know. How's your reality or whatever? And I brought that up, and and I and I remember telling Eddie, I'm like, hey Eddie, how's your reality? And he's like, he's like, I hate how optimistic you are, and I was like, but but this is life, like this is what we're doing every this single day. Make it. And and essentially that's what it is. And it's funny because like it's all these little cliche sentences that we're saying right now, but it's like, but this is what it is. People, get, I get flustered too. Whenever I'm whenever I'm in my shit, whatever it is for the day that I'm so flustered, I'm so uh, upset about anything, mm-hmm. and then. When I finally am able to detach, coming to the podcast, most of the time it's coming to this podcast, being able to, to detach and really look at myself and be like, man, but wait a minute, let's ho- let's hold let's hold a second, and it's like, no, this is life, this is reality, this is what we're doing, and then David Goggins, you know, David Goggins, you know, throwing out that essentially Tim Ferriss's monkey mind, and then you know, trying to get the positive out of it, and uh, that one. So, and I transition to the third truth is happiness. And he says, happiness is an emotional response. The res- it's a res- it's result reliant. So you get happiness, or the way he says it more or less is like, you attain happiness from a result. It's a cause and effect that creates happiness. Right. And so his his dichotomy, or it's not even dichotomy, but his his better word for the language is joy. Joy is constant. And and he says he talks about his work, and he's like. When he first started working, he felt like he needed accolades. He felt like he needed box, uh, what's it called, box seller or what? Uh, there's like a word for it, like a common word, like uh, box office seller or high box. Um, like as movies or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blockbusters. Block. I guess that. Yeah, he says block. Maybe that's the word he uses. I feel like he uses box office something or block blockbusters. Part the better word. But anyways, he's like when he first started working, and he's like he's like the result was a reward and that that then he figured out that that's only happiness is like joy is him going to work and the work is is the fulfillment and yeah. the, the way he says like the work is the reward being able to be an actor and it's cool because i feel like for artists in general even you with internet i feel like the artistic part of that is the reward or it should and in matthew mcconaughey's point of view Maybe it sh- that should be the reward, the creation of something yeah, and from your own mind. And in that, in that sense, it is. It's a reward to me that that I get to do it. Like I'm, I'm doing. Basically, it's up to me how how my designs, how the posts or whatever, how everything looks. It's up to me. Mm-hmm. It's a reward if somebody can relate to it, and it's a reward if somebody just likes it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like just the fact that 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 something that I'm putting some thought into and and my taste on the fact that somebody enjoys it can relate to it or just you know just likes it 
that's that's rewarding. Right. So, and there, I need to find it because there's another video where he talks about art. Actually, I know I have. I just watched it today. It's one of the videos I watched today. Of uh, his name's Alan Watts. Totally new guy. The only reason why I looked him up is because Justin, Eddie's brother, brought up Alan Watts a few weeks ago on the podcast. And he's like, and I, 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 I made sure to make a note of it. And like today, while I was going through videos and trying to, I, I literally went through like not eight hours of video, but I went through like a good two, three hours of like short videos. So we're talking four, fifteen minutes and under. There's a lot of uh, word porn videos mm. that Alan Watts is in. Yeah, so so that was one of them. I that was one of them, but the one I ended up on wasn't through them, but it was Alan Watts nonetheless. And uh, he talks about art. He brings up music, and I don't want to get too I don't want to get too deep into it because I'll, I'll bring that up another day. Right. Because he ties in art with music and that that fulfillment of being the artist, and that's what you get to do with this. And being an artist gives a gives a a unique fulfillment versus uh, a regular job, essentially. You know, essentially, like like even I would I would say versus because you work with variations of numbers. I feel like. Maybe at the at the frontline level, like something like that, versus creating your art. That makes sense. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a good comparison or not. But I just I, I just feel like working. Uh, Cause I feel like you're able to maneuver. You maneuver numbers. Like you you fuck with shit. You know, like you, you move charts, and it's up to you to create these charts. You know, so you, there you you see the move like and that in itself is a type of art with numbers. And and while it's money, it's people's money. Yeah. You get to play with that money, well, virtually. Versus the person who sits at the front, at, who's in the front lines, who's a clerk, desk not desk clerk. What's it called? A bank clerk, a, a teller. teller. There you go. That's the word. A teller, and you're counting somebody's money, and that's it. That's your job. Boom, boom, boom. And of course, you have your side job, and you have your uh, things that you need to do. Your your uh, housekeeping duties and well, just house duties of the yeah. bank, right? And we're, but th- that's kind of like redundant where for your, it's, it's, you move, you're moving the, the bank forward to something. In yeah, in a way I, I think I get you, <coughs> but really like, I guess what I do is, is mess with the numbers in, in the way that like, if my superiors want to see specific ratios or specific, um, just comparisons of like. For example, like loans to deposits and stuff right. like that. Then yeah, I, I I get to like mess with the numbers. And mm-hmm. it sounds bad because right, I work right. in accounting <laughs> yeah. and messing with numbers and cooking the books is like a no, <laughs> like, no 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 yeah, yeah yeah right right agree. So it sounds it sounds weird, but yeah, I get I get to I get to play with the numbers to to give them um, those reports and and comparisons that they want. Right. But yeah, that that makes you know what I mean. So so even with that, it's it's not a it's not a completely normal. Yeah, you're there nine to five. But then also you versus that teller, you are there past hours. You're there on Sundays. You're there on Saturdays. You're there all the time, all the time essentially. Yeah. Or you if you if you're needed, you're gonna be there versus a teller who's kind of yeah kind of Monday through Friday nine to five. Maybe a Saturday here and there. You know you get holidays off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, the point is the work is the okay. The work should be the reward. And for some tellers, it is right, it, and it, I'm, the I'm, fact yeah. that they get to talk to customers, right? They get off on that customer service because we have to. Well, as a, t- I don't have to anymore. Yeah. But as a teller, you you have to um, promote other accounts and other other services right. and and stuff like that and make sales. So and some people really enjoy talking to the customers, getting to mm-hmm. know them, and then offering them, you know, still meeting their goals, mm-hmm. their sales goals. Right, and that, that's funny because like the one, the main example I think of is uh, one time I had a conversation with my mom because these are these are recurring themes that I b- more or less bring up um, 
as far as examples because we were at McDonald's and we're talking about generally this where, you know, getting to maneuver in your job versus doing the same thing or versus working fast food. And my mom's like, well, what about the people who work McDonald's? I'm like, it's, it's, if they like it, what you're talking about, some tenders like it, that's perfectly fine. I'm talking about the people who have dreams or aspirations or they don't feel that they fit and, or they're, they're too scared to quit or whatever. Now, of course, there's, there's those instances where you're on the grind, you're a mom, you have three kids, you have to grind it out. You know, you're, you're, you're hopefully striving to something better. You know what I, what I read recently? This is from, a, from this YouTuber that I've kind of been following lately. Mm-hmm. He says that just because you don't like your nine to five, doesn't mean you should suck at it. It's fair. That even if you if you don't like it, you should be exceptional at it. And I forgot what the word he used, but basically be indispensable. Like don't don't just be another number, another right. like don't just be somebody they can get rid of now. Yeah. Even if you don't like your job, be great at it. Like yeah. give it your all. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's <laughs> funny because I I I did that at the gym until I decided I had to leave. To where I, I had finally had it. I had finally had enough. Mm-hmm. But then, but cause I had talked to my boss, my former boss, and I'm like, this is, I just want to be fair to everybody. I'm like, I'm just telling you what I'm thinking. I'm telling you how I feel. I'm like, I'm still going to, you know, I still go and work out, you know, maybe once, twice a week now. Um, so it's not a big deal, but, but I did that as long as I could because I, because it's like, I, I agree. And it's at some point it got hard for me to even do that. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, I, I think I've had enough guys. Like, you know, I'll be around. Even today, I told. Well, I told Brian like I got. I get this text message like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm obviously not at the gym. Uh, not, not at that gym, at least. You know, I was. I was at jujitsu at the time, yeah. and uh, getting ready. Getting ready for jujitsu. But, uh, but one of those things. And I completely agree. But you know, if 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 you even feel fed up at some point, then you know, maybe you know, maybe. And okay, quick side example is like, okay, if you're getting there, plan your removal. Plan ahead. Because yeah. <laughs> there's some people that I've run into recently, where they kind of just jump ship. Get an interview with a new job, and then I'm not liking the interview. Like they, it ends up being nothing or something that they like. Oh man, I, I should have maybe thought this through, or you know, now maybe have to hash it out for a little while because they essentially their need of money kind of swayed them away anyways. Then going to this new interview, they're like, Ugh. like they can't, they kind of have a, a long ass conversation with themselves and somebody they trust to. Not and it wasn't me. I just I I just I heard the. I heard the, I heard the short version right. of this example, and it's like shit. I'm like, and, uh, that's one of the you know again side example of like plan your removal, plan your plan your exit, you know. And that's one thing I did, you know, saved up the money, and took fucking sabbatical. <laughs> you know, just took some time off, and and cool thing is now like, I guess essentially if we count Nat, because the week the first week the first full week of December I still worked, so if we count the second week of when we were in Nashville, technically I'm kind of on track mm-hmm. to pick it up this week. Really get get back on my grind, get on back on my my right. things and whatnot. Because um, now that I'm thinking about it out loud, it's like okay, maybe maybe it's not too bad. It's not as bad as I my mind tends to make things, <laughs> which we've talked about many scenarios like that. <laughs> I think we're all victims of that at some point. <laughs> yeah. All right. So number four here, we're gonna go back to the video real quick. It's gonna be a good. I mean, it's like almost. It's a good four, a good four minutes long, and it'll make sense when we get done here. Number four, define success for yourself. Define success for yourself. Now, check this out. I'm in uh, south of New Orleans uh, a few years ago, and I went to a voodoo shop. Uh, and they had this, this, this 
wooden partition against the wall with these columns. And, and in these columns were all these vials of these magic potions, right? And the headings above each potion defining what they would give you were things like fertility, health, uh, family, legal health, energy, forgiveness, money. <laughs> Guess which column was empty? Money. Let's admit it. Money is king today. It's what make the world, makes the world go round. It is success. The more we have, the more successful we are, right? Now, I would argue that our cultural values have even been financialized. Financialized. Uh, humility is not in vogue anymore. It's too passive. It's a get-rich-quick-on-the-internet-riches-15 minutes of fame world that we live in, and we see it every day. But we all want to succeed, right? So the question that we've got to ask ourselves is what? success is to us what success is to you is it more money that's fine i got nothing against money i don't maybe it's a healthy family maybe it's a happy marriage maybe it's to help others to be famous to be spiritually sound to leave the world a little bit better place than you found it continue to ask yourself that question now your answer may change over time and that's fine but do yourself this favor Whatever your answer is, don't choose anything that will jeopardize your soul. Prioritize who you are, who you want to be, and don't spend time with anything that antagonizes your character. Don't drink the Kool-Aid, man. It tastes sweet, but you will get cavities tomorrow, all right? Life is not a popularity contest. Be brave, take the hill, but first answer that question, what's my hill? So. Me, how do, I how do I define success for me, myself? Well, for me, it's a measurement of, uh, of five things. We got fatherhood. We got being a good husband. We got my health, mind, body, and spirit. We got career, and we got friendships. These are what's important to me in my life right now. So I try to measure these five things each day. I check in with them. I, I like to see whether or not I'm in the, uh, the, the debit section or the credit section with each one. Am I in the, in the red or am I in the black? You follow? For instance, sometimes, say, my career is rolling. All right, it's way up here in the black, but I see how my relationship with my wife maybe could use a little bit more of my attention. I got to pick up the slack on being a better husband. Get that one out of the red. Or say, my spiritual health could use some maintenance. It's down here, but hey, man, my friendships and my social life, they're in high gear, right? I got to recalibrate, checks and balances. I got to go to church, remember to say thank you more often, something. But I got to take the tally because I want to keep all five in healthy shape. And I know that if I don't take care of them, if I don't keep up maintenance on them, one of them is going to get weak, man. It's going to dip too deep into the debit section. It's going to go bankrupt. It's going to get sick, die even. So first, we have to define success for ourselves. And then we have to put in the work to maintain it. Take that daily tally. Tend our garden. Keep the things that are important to us in good shape. I mean, let, let, let's admit it. We've all got two wolves in us. A good one and a bad one. And they both want to eat. Best I can tell, we just got to feed that good one a little more than the other one. So number four, defining success. 
and the, the reason why it was a big one for me is because we've talked about success a couple of times. One time it was just me and Brian, and then one time we had Gonzo with us. And, you know, Brian had the multiple job, no, multiple business, not multiple jobs, multiple businesses kind of running. Gonzo, by the age of 27, which is not so far away, I'll be 27 this year. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and of course, people who have followed along, well, you, you guys already know that, obviously. But, and Gonzo too, he's bought, Gonzo's right, now, right after me, Gonzo's in December, I'm in November. And uh, the whole point of those is, is listening to this way of talking about success you know is more m- more money helping others health uh one thing i uh one thing he says is that continu- like to con- you, you should be continuously asking yourself and and with that being said is like i'm hoping now to ask myself maybe that maybe not even once a year but just appropriately because i know i've talked about my success relative where i relatively found it and i felt i feel like uh you know, I had success very early in my music career. At least what I would define success. And that's where I tie in where he talks about at the beginning of, you know, use these things as your own, as however you want. And it's like, well, for me, at the age of 23, 22, I had done this. And it's like, this is my definition of success. success. And uh, I thought it was just very interesting uh, that he said, you know, one thing he says here on that this little excerpt you just heard is don't choose anything that would jeopardize your soul and i think that's a big one because when we get into the next one you'll it'll when we get into number five and number five will probably be the last one we do for today just because we're running out of time time not time as as in podcast time but time as in schedule time i don't want to i don't want to linger on it was my fault we started later time 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 wise than i wanted because this thing was giving me trouble it was not working the way it worked last week anyways but uh, he talks about fatherhood, talks about being a husband, then health, equaling body, mind, and spirit, which for me, he says that's one. And for me, that's, I mean, it could be two. Because for me, I, at least for my definition of health is like, okay, what's your physical health? You know, what are you eating? Blah, blah, blah. And he talks about, you know, that Kool-Aid's, you know, it's going to give you cavities tomorrow. It's like, yep. oh, it's so troubling for me. I, dude, I literally had a two-hour conversation with Gonzo's stepmom and her daughter about this whole thing about sugar and ketosis and the Atkins diet and all this stuff and 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 the uh, the daughter's name's Heather and we're we're there talking and and it's like shit and by, by the time we were done and essentially I wish I could have podcast it but I'm like no like because that's one thing that I'm talking that, that I've been trying to contemplate myself is like man what do I really want to podcast what is relevant to moving with life and then what do I want? What do I want to bring to somebody's day of uh, just having a good conversation and whatever to do with that? They can do whatever they want with it. Because one thing I one thing I didn't want to get to was and th- this is totally veering off track, but we'll get back to it. Mm-hmm. Is is uh how can I say this? I'm trying to think. Like content on social media where I, I've, I've really slipped away because, like, man, one thing that I kind of concluded within this past two weeks since... Okay, today's the ninth, right? Yeah, today's the ninth. Mm-hmm. So since the first, because even, even after we... Because we gigged uh, New Year's Eve. We were in Ingleside at Backwoods. And then when we were done, I kind of just sat there. Before I packed up, I just kind of sat there on the stage and I just looked at everybody. You know, everybody's having a good time. And I just took a deep breath and Gonzo caught it right away. He's like, he's like hey, man, what's wrong? I was like, 
like I I don't know like this but I'm like but this is this is this is living like you know we get to do this and we and I got, and he's like you're getting really deep <laughs> you know it's like we still we were still gonna go back to the room and drink after this you know like <laughs> <laughs> it was like it's one thing to like be in a deep state of mind and then like be there be in the moment but but be so in the moment that it's like detrimental to the mental to like men- you know what I mean at least for at least for me think maybe i get it because to me i've been so in the moment where it's 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 ecstatic it's euphoric like it's good it's a good moment mm-hmm. and i realized that i'm like man like screw everything else like right screw all the negativity like right. this is good yeah and for me it was, i guess maybe it was more because it was my dec- decompression like we played for three hours we just played for three hours and living those moments with the guys making music and to finally just sit down on the stage with no, with nothing else at hand but to put up my stuff, pack up, and go back to the hotel. So it was kind of like the realization of like the the moment has passed. Yeah, that that good moment, that ecstasy, that euphoria yes. has the ex- passed. The ecstasy I, I personally get while being on stage has passed, and that's one thing I've I've realized. And this is why I, I think I've told you, Brian. I'm pretty sure I said it on here, but I'm a live musician. That's what I do. Like if I'm not on stage, like people are like, oh, how do you say so? why why or how do you stay so busy? I'm like because I'm not on stage. Like and it's funny because th- you know the female who we who you know what I'm talking about, but then our friend Yoli, we we're talking we we're talking the other day and and oh it was well, like two weeks ago now, and uh, the point was, you know like you need to relax, and I, my what I said back to her was like if you want to relax, you bring yourself and her to the show. And you'll see me the most relaxed I'll ever be, ever. I'm like, because if anything, things are only going to get more intense as there are some changes that are happening that I'm not going to mention on here. Brian knows. I mean, Danny and Yoli know. Luis know. Actually, Luis is going through his own changes too. But uh, the point is like that. It's like, no. The, li- the literal stage moments, that in its own in itself, is it's, it's a good entity for me. And when I'm not doing that, it's like, well, I need to stay busy because... As it is, I already fall into a funk just from taking a, a too long of a nap. <laughs> you know, like like if I take too long of a nap, I just fall. I just, it's easy for me just to lay there, and become in this terrible mood. You know, yeah. and then it's like, well, I'm trapped, and I need to get out. You know, and whatever. But anyways, getting back to the mind, body, and spirit, and then you talk about career and friendships, and I feel like friendships. At least, okay, at least for me, I don't know about you, Brian. And we, we've talked about friendship. We talked about because we talked about it recapping 2017, yep. where it's like things are things have the dust is a lot of dust, a lot of dust has settled in the friendship zone mm-hmm. of like true, you know, like people that we can count on more or less yeah. or no or yes, you know. And I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> laughing only because. Of like recent events, yeah, 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 where like a little bit of dust has been kicked up, right? And I'm just like just oh. enough dust, yeah. <laughs> but same, but same. no, no, no. Overall, but overall, you're right? Yeah. The the w- let's go back to the Matthew, Matthew McConaughey concept of friendships, and he d- and he doesn't even go into depth. He goes more into depth of, you know, if if uh, if he's doing really well at the box office, his movie's doing really well at the box office, but yet his wife is being neglected in any which way, whatever he whatever his definition of that is. Well then, you know, something needs to change. I, I love that it brings up. Am I in debit or am I in the credit section? Because like Brian can relate to this like better than anybody that I'll ever know. You know, yeah. like, and he's like, you know, you know, you get to you get to play that game of of balance. And funny enough, like for me, like I try to find three 
main things, which for me, it's spirit, family, and then careers last. And because honestly, for me, it's family encapsulate, encaps, encapsulate, encap, encap, encapsulates, encapsulates. There you go. Uh, all my true friends, which is like three people, four people, right? And then my in- my family, my immediate family, and a few branched out. The ones who I talk to, even on a weekly basis, I, I consider them, you know, that, that that's part of my circle. And that's 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 family, period. Yep. And then God, because I do believe in God. I do believe there's a God. So then my spirit. And tying in my mind with my spirit. And that's why. I, and it's funny enough because someone, another Catholic might say well you can't meditate and all this stuff it's like well no i do meditate because like that if you've seen what i've seen in my meditations you would probably be on on board too you know like i i know what i've seen maybe one day not anytime soon but maybe one day i'll talk about my meditative experiences because i've had some i've had for myself i've had some very good ones and i'm like cool it almost the way brian said you know like kind of puts everything out any negativity just kind of blows it away it's like i know where i'm going and it's it's all good you know it's all good and then uh career for now it's music and even one time i had gonzo on here and we were talking we, and we got deep that, that episode I don't, I don't know what episode it was but you know i talked about possible career change and i and then later on that week me and him went to went to the cam fowler show like that same weekend and of course we started drinking and whatever and we having a good time and then he's like he's like you can't change careers <laughs> and i felt so bad and as and i was like i'm like it's not gonna happen yet i just my mind is just zoning a certain way and this is what this is you know in in macro it's like career is so general for me right now because again my definition my definition of success for music i've accomplished every single thing and a little, and some and you know in five i've been playing for five years complete this will be my sixth year playing professionally relatively professional Damn. so it's like you know i kind of still remember that first night like uh that me and uh, and Leo were hanging out, and then you showed up and like I'm, I got this gig with his band and this and that. I was like, there. Oh, I know. Yeah, we were. Just, I was. I went to Leo's house after. Yeah, yeah I had come home because I, I had a, like a rehearsal or something. Yep. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this and this is what's going on. Dude, we were still in college, dude. Like, it was. Yeah, <laughs> that's why when, when you were like, what did you say? Six years. Six years like, this year. Twenty eighteen. Was, like, was I like twenty eighteen? I was like, where was I? It's like back in twenty twelve. I was like, damn. Yeah. And I remember that one night. Yeah. And that was in the springish, summerish of of 2012, and then by November 2012 was when I started getting paid, and things were ro- things have been rocking since November 2012, and and the reason that one thing that I brought up that that uh, was so May of 2013 was my first far events gig where we opened up for Randy Rogers, and you were there, and on your Instagram, your your personal Instagram, you have a picture of the crowd, and I showed yeah. a friend recently. And he's like, he's like, how did that feel? I was, oh, actually, Danny, I told, I showed Danny because we were talking about something. And I'm like, but look at this. I'm like, this, this is seven, five years ago, bro. And he's like, he's like, it must be nerve wracking. I'm like, I'm like, it was then. And now, like, that butterflies is what's keeping me playing music because I still get nervous when I'm going on stage. And the bigger the show, the more butterflies I personally get. But I use that as a good thing, and I feed off that energy. Versus like, what I used to do when I was younger. Of course, I was younger. I used to, I would, dude, I'd be on the bridge of puking. Like, I'd, I'd just go berserk my, you know, being, let's say 16 and being nervous about a big baseball game. Or knowing, my biggest thing was knowing my dad was going to be there for the game. Right. Because in my head at the time, because we talked about vulnerability and all that stuff. So, at the time, I could not mess up. I wasn't allowed to mess up. Mm-hmm. And 
funny thing, funny enough, I guess we'll say funny in retrospect is that when I was 15, 16 playing baseball, that it was sophomore, my sophomore year of high school, um, we went undefeated. We went like 21 and one or something in, in overall. And then in district went 17 and 0 and I had part of the best season I ever had. Mm-hmm. And crazy enough is that that's the best season. That was my last season I ever had, you know, sophomore year of high school. Right. Um, but anyways, anyways, back to <laughs> let's, let's go back to success, and uh, I want to get to the last one. But how would you categorize yours, Brian? My what? My um. Because he talked. Because he he talks about fatherhood, husband, health, which is body, mind, and spirit. Then career and friendships. He has five of them. For me, I try to narrow it down to two or th- sorry three because I think I, those are my macros. I probably should have a four and a five, maybe you know, especially when we get to the the near future of like having a family and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that kind of changes things. But I feel like lately in like the last probably like late 16 and all of 17, it was very narrowed down to like, like spirituality and, and family and friends. And I, and I say it that way because it like, I was very selfish and like I need to be happy, I need to be content, I need to be like fulfilled. And it wasn't and I don't even include career because my career is just it's something I have to do and something I have to be good at. But it's not necessarily like man, it I just it's not top priority. Right. You know? Because like, if I'm not if I'm not happy, if I'm not content or fulfilled, how am I gonna go off and do that? Take on that responsibility for my organization, for you know, for my my colleagues, how how can I go and do that if I'm not happy? It's kind of like help yourself, you know. Right. <coughs> help yourself before you can help others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why, and and that's all like together, like the whole spirituality, friends and family. It's kind of like one. You big feel like lump. that's your macro. Yeah, like it's just one big thing. Like I have to be content with myself, like you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and then I have to be comfortable with my family and friends, and they have to be. I guess comfortable with who I am and and make right. sure that I'm being a a good person in their lives. Yeah, know? yeah. I know that that's probably something that I'm kind of going through now is like realizing family members. Maybe I maybe because because I I practice practices basically all 2017 is watching people's facial expressions. Mm-hmm. So when I see people react a certain way or I see a certain movement in their eyes or or certain maybe their eye opens for a second and close back up or whatever, you know, seeing that as like hmm. those micro expressions. Yeah, little microaggressional movements in their face, you know, in their, in their facial expressions was like, Hmm, I wonder, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want her too much. Cause you know, at some point it's like, okay, I just either. And okay. Of course, then you go into yourself, go into myself. We're like, okay, am I doing at least like, am I doing at least the right thing mm-hmm. or the better thing or the good thing? You know, you know, it's not so much of coming off as a negative, uh, like what's the word? How am I trying? I'm trying to say like coming off, not, ne- not as a negative person, but, uh, am I making sure I'm not a negative influence? You know, is, is is what I'm thinking or doing the right thing to do? Yeah. That maybe they don't see it now, but hopefully it'll be a, you know, it actually is, at least in my, you know, I, I, I couldn't give you an example, but that, that, it's just a macro thing that I see in facial expressions and dealing with family, I say dealing with family members now because like, well, like this is what I think. This is, and this is why, but then I give my basis of like, okay, this is why I think what I think. And these are my experiences, so so argue like debate with me at right. least, and usually it doesn't get to that. It's like okay, you know, you know, never mind. 
because then they feel like they're not going to win the argument. I'm like, well, I'm not trying to win an argument. I just want basis. You know, if we're if we're here about facts and we want to be proved right or wrong, it's like, well, here's my list. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of times people don't see it that way. They just right. kind of say, like, this is my opinion, and and I need you to approve. be on board. Yeah, yeah be so on board like, with well, it. Some, I need you some to of them agree. they can't. Yeah, some of yeah. them can't do that. So unless people know what an argument is, and you know, I guess what should be accomplished then you're not going to win and they may not even take you on. Yeah. 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 And that's the end of that conversation. Speaking of end of conversation, we're going to stop here. Like I said, time, we're running out of time for the scheduled day. Um, so we're going to wrap up here. We're, we're going to continue this. Probably not next week. My, my goal is, okay. My real goal for next week is because this is episode 52. So next week is officially year, the start of year two of the podcast. Yeah. So and I, I I that's why I want I I want I need to record at least Monday or Tuesday because last time we did it on Wednesday and it just it was just off for a loop. When me and you this was like three weeks ago that we recorded right before Christmas I think, mm-hmm. and uh, me having this cram on Wednesday just didn't work. It was like okay I need to find a Sunday Monday Tuesday to that's why like I even asked you like if you're down yeah, yeah. if we could record at least closer to nine because that's when I'm that's when I am able to fit. Now if you weren't able to then we I'd make it work. It doesn't matter. Right right. Um, but. So we're going to stop here. We will continue on this list, God willing, in, in two full weeks. So it'll be episode 54. And next week, the plan is to have Gonzo, Eddie, and Brian back on here for a recap of a year of moving with life. And and I'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Maybe maybe it'll be just a general conversation. Maybe we'll just have some have, have some uh, 2017 nostalgia or something. I don't know. I don't know yet. But we'll... we'll uh, Bro. <laughs> go. I've had enough nostalgia. <laughs> Dude, it's funny because we're, we're <laughs> me and Gonzo and A we're just talking about nostalgia. So whatever happens, you guys tune in. It'll be up, of course, on Thursday. This will be up on Thursday, the eleventh. So that'll be that. And I'm gonna leave you guys with some Jocko because this is the book that has pretty much tried to get me back into the back into the game, as Jocko would say. And this is off of his book, Discipline Equals Freedom, Field Manual by Jocko Willink. This is on page 22 and 23. I'm going to read the whole thing. And the title is Destroyer Mode. Where does the switch come from? The overdrive. The berserker mode. The full-on destroyer that will not stop. I think this is something that is learned. And it is a hard lesson and not everyone gets it. And it is an important lesson. A critical one. It is the thing that allows you to go the extra distance. To dig a little deeper to push a little harder, to get after it. And it actually takes two opposing forces to bring it to life. It takes both emotion and logic to reach your maximum potential, to really give everything you have, to go beyond your limits, because emotion and logic will both reach their limitations. And when one fails, you need to rely on the other. When it just doesn't make any logical sense to go on, That's when you use your emotion, your anger, your frustration, your fear to push further. To push you to say one thing, I don't stop. When your feelings are screaming that you have had enough, when you think you are going to break emotionally, override that emotion with concrete logic and willpower that says one thing, I don't stop. Fight weak emotions with the power of logic. Fight the weakness of logic with the power of emotion. And in the balance of those two, you will find the strength and the tenacity and the guts to say to yourself, I don't stop.